1: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Jerry Hamilton, On Three national uh, football
0: recruiting analyst, as well as Inside Texas contributor. How you doing today, Jerry? Good, Bobby. Uh, just uh, here. Here we go. Junior days are starting. Day away.
1: Yeah, a day, one day away. You know, but strangely, um, we're going to take uh, today uh, and not really focus much on junior days. We did the two uh previews of that uh, earlier this week one for offensive defense um what i wanted to talk about to you with you today is is the portal and uh, where texas is at we talked we've talked about this subject so almost it feels like until we're blue in the face but with each um ebb and flow or each movement of the roller coaster up and down it seems like there's something new to discuss because it is so new overall right i mean Uh, especially in this category. Uh, I wrote an article uh, for Friday morning uh, about uh, Texas and obviously the big news coming out yesterday uh, that Isaiah Nayor, uh, the wide receiver originally from Arlington Lamar, uh, went to Wyoming. Only scholarship offer was Wyoming. Uh, He uh, finishes last year with 44 catches for 878 yards, 12 TDs passing, added another on the ground, he was their big play threat in the air. Um, he uh, decided to commit and enroll at Texas after previously committing to Tennessee and also considering Ole Miss. Uh, I know you went up and saw Margin Hooks uh, earlier. Was it either earlier this week or last week? Last when, week. Last yeah, week. When, when, when Nayor first went on the market, really. Uh, you went up there to, to check him out. Uh, what, what was your impression for Margin during that? What does this commitment mean to Texas? Uh, just every anything you want to add uh, to what is already known out there?
0: Yeah, I think, I think Nailer's a huge commitment uh, in signing for Texas. Uh, look, at first, I'll get into uh, what Margin Hooks had to say. And second, I'll get into why I believe it. Um, uh, Margin thinks, uh, you know, I don't want to put necessarily put words in his mouth, but I think he thinks this is a guy that has a chance to uh, be a draft pick. Uh, you know, he's 6'3. Six three and a and a half, 210 pounds, absolutely can run vertically, yes. But I think what, is, what has impressed Margin and what Margin's working with him on is he has, he has really good hip flexibility. He can get in and out of cuts for a big kid. And I think that's the differentiator for these big receivers, right? I mean, you see a lot of these guys, Bobby, who are big receivers, they're really only vertical threats, right? When it comes time to sink your hips and get in and out of breaks and create separation, that's not really their strength. I believe Margin working with this kid believes this kid can do that better than most big receivers, and Margin's not one to to BS. You know, with the, the he he'll tell you what he believes and what he sees, and he he thinks the kid has a very high upside, um, and I obviously think that's true. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Why I believe this is so big for Texas though, is you know how have two receivers that combined for what 1,900 yards last year, and I don't care if they were played at Wyoming or not that 900 yards in the West Coast Conference will transfer over to the Big 12 Conference because you have better players around you, right? And and if you average 20 yards a catch, you're a playmaker at any level. Um, I think that's huge because, you know, the thing that to me has really hurt Texas the last two seasons is Troy O'Meara has not been able to stay healthy. And that's a big difference maker, receiver, different player than they are. But You can now line up Nail the opposite side of the field from Xavier Worthy, or you could use Xavier Worthy in the slot on the same side. It just gives you options. And the key now is if they hit on Brennan Thompson, you suddenly have three receivers that are playmakers. Uh, Brennan Thompson, you'll be able to use his speed on nickelbacks, right? And you can have Worthy and you can have uh, Nail out wide. It suddenly gives you a lot more options. It suddenly makes Quinn Ewers or – the quarterback a better player. It makes Bijan Robinson a better player. It makes your left tackle a better player. Is what it does. So I think it was a huge signing for Texas, Um, and it's absolutely what they needed. And I'll be and I'll be honest. I know they went after Mario Williams. is better for Texas. Naylor's a better player than Mario Williams for me. Mario Williams is a guy who I think is really good. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not sure his. As Mario gained weight he's retained the same explosiveness with nayor he's just going like this right now um I think it this was a better fit for Texas uh with nayor and I think he's going to bring more to the table immediately to, ta- to Texas
1: you know you you mentioned injury to Omir and don't forget about Jordan Whittington's injuries right huh? right you know so that really handicapped Texas's offense a year ago when he went down it, it felt like the glue left the building,
0: right? You know, the pages of the book that were opening just got you know fell out. Uh when he hey, Bobby, and now you're playing with house money with a guy like Omir. If he does come back and he's 80% of what people thought he was, suddenly now you've got a you've got a lot at wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Um did did Margin have a comp for for uh Naor? He's not really a comp guy, no, not necessarily. He just he just looked you in the face, say this guy can play and here's why, (laughs) you know? So, so if people are unfamiliar with margin, margin is a uh, wide receiver trainer out of the Metroplex
1: area, played high school ball at Waco high Yep. uh, signed with BYU. A friend of mine recruited him to BYU, a guy named Brian Mitchell. Uh, Brian played it. It was also from Waco high and played DB. I think, I think Brian's now at either, I think he's at North Carolina State as the defensive back coach. But long story short, long history there uh as a receiver and in in training. An all American,
0: an all-American, right? And a guy that yep. you know had a cup of coffee in the NFL. But what margin for those people that don't aren't familiar with why he's really good, in my opinion, is you know, look, there's a lot of guys that are out there as trainers and instructors. Now I, I think. That I've come across about three, four guys in in my years doing this where I said, these are legit another level guys. And Margin Hooks is one of those. Nathan O'Neill's a defensive line trainer. Uh, I think Kevin Murray's phenomenal with quarterbacks. I think a guy named Ken Mastroli is great with quarterbacks. Um, But what makes Margin so good is, you know, when you watch a workout, these kids never leave a workout. They don't take one thing with them. They get two or three things, and it's the way he communicates and the way he gets his point across. Um, he just has a – one, yes, he is great at it from a technical perspective and really teaches the kids, um, and he works with those kids through video as well, breaking down their games for him, breaking down the routes. But So he's a complete guy. He's not a guy that's just out there making money off of kids and families. This is a, this, these kids are getting a hell of a lot better with him. Um, and I think that's important to note.
1: Uh, for Texas fans, the part of the importance here is that margin was an early teammate of Steve Sarkeesian when right. Sarkeesian was Sarkeesian was an upperclassman. I think he was a senior mm-hmm. uh, when margin was a freshman at BYU. So they played together and have that familiarity. Additionally, uh, margin is uh, uh, seems to be friendly with uh, Brenna Brennan Absolutely. Marion, the new wide receivers coach at Texas. So Isaiah Nayor uh, becomes the fourth portal pickup for the Longhorns uh, in this class uh, of portal to join Quinn Ewers, uh, Ryan Watts, and uh, uh, Jaleel Billingsley, the tight end from Alabama. Obviously, a quarterback, a wide receiver, a tight end, Jerry. The offense is being addressed. Now there's only one defensive player at this point, um, but they are recruiting Latavius Breeny, the safety out of Georgia, uh, O'Shawn Mathis at the defensive end out of TCU. It looks like Jalen Moody, the linebacker from Alabama, is putting his name or yeah. taking his name out of the portal and uh, going back to Alabama. Um, so they've, they've done some good on offense. What are your takes on, on what they've done on offense thus far through the portal?
0: Well, look, I mean, I really believe the next two years of Texas football are going to come down to how well Quinn Ewers plays on the field or the quarterback position in general. But I think I'll take Quinn to win the job. Uh, I think that's going to be, I mean, massive and where this thing goes uh, at at Texas under Sarkeesian. I just I don't think there's any way around that. I'm not trying to be negative or positive. We'll see what the kid does. Um, It's up to him to get it done on the field. Um, I, I think Naor is huge for Quinn Ewers and for those possibilities. You know, I'm a little more skeptical on Billingsley. I think he's a very talented guy, uh, obviously. Uh, he's a guy that should play in the NFL one day in some capacity. Um, but, um, you know, look, I, I I want to see it a little bit more from him. I know – I think I know what you're going to get from Naor. I kind of like what I, I know about him. Um, and uh, with Billingsley, look, I mean, Nick Saban gave him every opportunity to be the guy. And he didn't end up being the guy. So he's still got a lot to prove to me Um, because Nick Saban knew he was his most talented guy, but he didn't end up being his guy. And so Billingsley's got something, something to prove to me there. But I do think from an athletic standpoint, it's an upgrade, obviously, from what Texas has been playing with, but it's going to have to be consistent for it to be a real difference for Texas. I believe. Um, yeah. you know. I, 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 I wonder so much and, and I don't
1: disagree with you uh, having se- skepticism. I think that that's healthy amount of that is always good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the issue I have is, was he not a good fit for Bill O'Brien's offense uh, vis-a-vis that of, of Steve Sarkeesian's. And I think that may be where O'Brien liked to play a lot. A guy's a lot more in line, yeah. uh, and so Latu is is clearly the the guy that that eventually won that job at Alabama. Uh, clearly, a better inline blocker than than Billingsley too. Yeah. So.
0: yeah, yeah, no, I I agree I agree with you on that. Um, and uh, I think that gives Billings a chance here. But I, I also kind of remain the same as that <laughs> Nick Saban d- generally doesn't let the great players walk out of his program. <laughs> they, oh, okay. The guys that are doing all the right things and, and keeping him happy. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong.
1: Um, it, so let, the defensive side is, is different, though. Uh, we talked about that. So Oshon Mathis, uh, I feel like, can be what I use the term Bill. Oh, yeah. yeah. you know, he could be the difference maker. He could be the, the edge guy that Texas – so desperately needs that they just got no sacks last year, effectively. Uh, And he, uh, while he was not a sack master last year, the year before he was, I think he had nine sacks when he was a sophomore um, and four last year. Um, uh, Both would have led the team at Texas in both years, by the way. Uh, I I think that he could be a key recruit, but you're still looking at safety. You're still looking at linebacker. Um, You know, is there, Is there concern there that they're not connecting on defense yet? Um, Or are they actually connecting and we're just not counting Mathis as a commit yet? I mean,
0: well, yeah, yeah. I think uh, let's assume that Mathis follows Gary Patterson to Texas. Okay, he's he's, that's a big assumption, to be clear. We're not we're not typically making that. Right, right, right. So let's assume that happens while we're talking about this, because since he's not a uh, January enrollee there's a long time and a lot can happen um but he's instantly the best edge pro- player in the program i mean he's a huge he's right there with nayor for me i mean after Quinn right he's right there as far as a guy that he helps you get another win next year so I think you add a win with nayor you could add a win with Mathis suddenly you've added a couple of wins there as far as you know just guys that are better than anybody else you have in the program and can make an impact and uh, can help you if it's that fourth quarter sack on third and 17 and you close out a game. Well, he helped you get the win. Uh, he's the difference in a win. And, and I think he's that level player. And I think obviously he's a guy that has NFL prospects. Um, I think a linebacker is kind of my concern. Uh, you know, Brini. we'll see what happens with him. That would be a huge addition, obviously, just to have the experience at safety and a guy who's uh, not just experienced, but a really good player. Um, I think linebackers, you know, some something I'm looking at with Texas, I, they need to add um, a really good player at linebacker, and that appears to be kind of where they've missed out thus far. But I will say this with the portal. We talked about this last time we had the conversation, Bobby, is there's going to be more kids jumping in the spring. So you, there has to be a level of patience. You, you don't just take a player but they do need to address that position.
1: And, and you know, we all – we use this term run-stopper. or not, We use the term off-ball linebacker. They need a run-stopper. Yeah. They need somebody that, from tackle to tackle, actually can stick their nose in, diagnose, and get the job done. Right now, I, I mean, Luke Brockemeyer was just a – a lot of times he, he tried his heart out, but day late and dollar short. Um, overshown is not that physical – um, between the tackles, it's not who he is because of his, his uh, size. Yes, he hey, Bob, Bobby, sure.
0: you'll, you'll love this. So I was at Maid Creek yesterday to see Tayshawn Wilson and a couple of young basketball kids over there. And Rashad Babineau is the D coordinator at Maid Creek now. And I'm going to have this interview with him on Inside Texas either today or tomorrow. And we talked about pretty 6'3", 220-pound, long-arm linebackers that run fast 40s that have zero instincts. For the position, yeah. and this is to your point, what you're talking about. I asked Bobbino, "Would you be signed by Texas today in today's recruiting landscape?" Now, being a coach that sees recruiting, he said, "Absolutely not, no chance." And while Bobbino wasn't an All American player, an NFL linebacker, he is what you're talking about. He had instincts. He had toughness. He was rugged. He would step in and take on blockers, and he made plays without making tackles. Yeah. I, I, and, and, I, and it's interesting that he says, no, Texas wouldn't have taken me today. And he said, we got to get out of, and he's talking in recruiting in general, looking for this beautiful 6'3", 220-pound guy with no instincts. He said, because Nick Saban and George are getting the got 6'3", 220s with instincts. He said, so just thinking you're going to get some 6'3", 220 guy that can run and looks pretty, you're going to make him a linebacker. He said, it's not happening. It's the instinctive, rugged position. And I think he's right. Or or, or safety like Tyler Owens. Right. Yep. I mean, it, it just it, – it doesn't – it It
1: comes down to something very, very primal. Um, yep. And that's the ability to see football on defense is, is a very, very valuable thing. Um David McWilliams, the former Texas coach, once used the term seeing the game with your eyes. Oh, yeah. He really, he really appreciated I talked to him about recruiting a long time ago. while I was in school there, and he mentioned to me that he, he felt like um, the eyes uh, of a defensive player were probably the most underrated aspect uh, in recruiting, like what they see and what they can do.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bobby, that's a hundred percent true. Herm Edwards at the Under Armour game. I I was associated with that for so many years. He would tell these kids, if you can't play with your eyes, you can't play for me period. When he was the coach of the Under Armour game, he would say that to every defensive back. If you can't play with your eyes, you can't play for me in this game. Yeah. I, I, Let's let's go
1: forward because I don't want to bemoan that fact. I just I I do want to say I, I think they're having some issues on defense. I don't know the depth at which yet, and and if we're getting a true sense of it because we don't know the reality of Mathis at this point, Brini is still available. Let's 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 table that because right. I, I think I think that's not fair to necessarily judge one way or the other. The third thing that that I I brought up today, and this is really where I wanted to get into your your take. This is the – Steve Sarkeesian and his staff did it during football season, during regular recruiting season with the high school kids in in December. He waited. He didn't overextend offers. And I say this on the precipice of junior day occurring tomorrow, where they're they're apparently going to have as many as 100 kids there. Um, at what level, Jerry, do you think this strategy uh, of him holding and waiting for the guys that he actually wants and not dropping down to that next level actually pays dividends? Is it something that's sustainable? Is it something um, that is luck? Or is it a process that he's actually working through and is working for him that's my I think there's many questions that you can take off of that and is there an overriding feeling you have on it is it a mix I mean what what are your thoughts
0: well I I think first of all um and this is not anything negative is it it, if you win on the field it's going to look like great strategy if you don't it's not (laughs) I mean, let's let's be real. Well, because, but that, and that's my point. They went five and seven and it worked. Right, right. Now, it, it, I, I think, you know, you got – they caught some good breaks there at the end of this class too with the coaching carousel, right? And you have to have them. So you had to have them when you're coming off a five and seven season. So here's the – to me is is what it's going to boil down to is um, I like the strategy. Uh, I, I really do. I think it's the correct strategy. Um, and now they just they got to win games on the field uh, for it to maintain, I believe, uh, because if if you if if you don't ascend to eight wins this year, you may not have that same luxury at the end of the class that you had this year. I, I like the strategy and where it's headed. Now they have to do their part on the field. Um, but let's also say this. This is one thing that's going to be interesting for me in 2023 is I don't believe in state. It's, and I think it's a good, it's always a good year in Texas. So I don't want any kids, parents that watch this to say, I'm not, I'm saying it's not a good year in state because it always is a good year in the states of Texas and Florida in high school football and prospects. It always is. 2022 was a special class in Texas. You're going to have six, seven, five star kids in that class. Um, 2021 was amazing in a lot of positions, I think 2023 is a little bit of a fall off from that. So my, the point is, if you're going to have if that, if that's your strategy, it may be more out of state in some instances in this class than it was in, in the last class. Uh, when it's great years in state, I think it affords you some luxuries. When it's a little bit of a down year in state compared to two great years in a row, your strategy is is, may have to move outside the state lines a little bit more if that's what you're going to do, because those other kids are going to commit to other places. Right. Um, So I think that's, but I like the strategy on the surface. Um, I I do. I think that's the only way you're going to descend to where I want to say where the coaching staff wants to go, where the Texas fans, where everybody wants Texas to go is by getting the best players. Look, if people don't believe that, you know, the, the the highest ranked recruiting classes on average the last five years have been Alabama and Georgia. They go after the best players. Yeah, and, and they, just and play they for the national care. championship. And, and they both
1: have advantages in their home state that are distinct right. in yep. power areas of the country. Yep. So the Southeast clearly provides the the not the majority, but a large the largest percentage of any region of the country to, to a player. I
0: mean, and Bobby, let's talk about this. I mean, t- to that strategy. Lincoln Riley's going to have the same strategy in California. There's a reason USC has been down. The best players, Kayvon Thibodeau, goes to Oregon. He's about to be a top five draft pick. That guy's worth two wins a year at USC. So, yeah, you got to get the best players. And I, I think that is the strategy is correct. It's now about executing that strategy on the field, not just in recruiting. You got to become a cool school again. You have to become yeah. a cool school in recruiting. That's very important with these kids nowadays. And you got to win to do that. That's right. You have uh, to win. Win or a
1: a person has to win a big trophy. That's right. Um, it happened with with Ricky Williams, hundred uh, percent, right out of the gate uh, for yep. Mac, and uh, that really helped him. Uh, you know, I think that. I guess my next question, as we discuss this it, for you, is you mentioned out of state, and my brain immediately went to. Shard Choice offering a couple of running backs in in uh, Florida in addition to Ruben Owens, right? Um, Brennan Marion, the receivers coach, uh, offering a couple guys out of uh, out of uh, the northeastern area of the country, Pennsylvania. Uh, that those were interesting early offers for Texas that wouldn't perhaps have had have happened without those two prior relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Flood obviously came from Alabama. He's got some prior relationships. Bo Davis has recruited. Uh, he recruited four defensive linemen from four different states. So right. he knows how to do that. Um, you know, I wonder um, if if that's not part of the game this year, right? To your point, like, and, and at what level do you drop down out of state versus in state? That that's a uh, that's an interesting question for me because I don't know that I have a, a there's not an easy answer there. Like like what is the next level that you drop down to? Is it is it is it uh, I, I don't know. It's just something else to, to consider. Wh- where are you where are you at right now on the junior day as it comes in right now? And, and how many offers and or commitments that Texas might might get out of it?
0: I could see two or three uh, commits come out of it because I think there's going to be some offers extended, I think, especially at the edge position. It's obvious they're they're bringing in a lot of guys on the edge, and I don't think that's a position. You're not going to bring in that many guys and not try to get a kid or two in the boat or extend a new offer or two. Uh, So that one's pretty just experience doing this. That's pretty obvious uh, where that's headed. I mean, you know, look, Oklahoma offered Colton Vasek yesterday. There's now some added pressure on Texas to try to get that kid in the boat. Now, whatever you – wherever you think about him, whatever level of prospect he is, um, Oklahoma was the first offer Oklahoma offered the Myers before Texas. That just shouldn't happen if you're going to take a kid. And, and I'm not saying Vasek's the level of Myers, He's not as a prospect. But I'm saying with the Texas uh, legacy kids that are good enough players, when Oklahoma starts offering them before you do, that adds a little pressure to the game. Yeah,
1: I just wonder if they haven't been holding out this entire time for this other day. You know, yeah. I think that I think they so. probably made that decision. I think that's
0: what's happening. I think they probably know. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I, I think that they, it's I, different than the Brocker Myers, which is just a messed up recruitment by Tom Herman. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. I think this is more of a, okay, right. you, you showed
1: it. Now let's, let's yeah. figure out when this needs to happen as opposed to, you know, the center, not getting an offer, but the tackle getting one and maybe yeah. you talk to the, center about playing, being a preferred walk-on. Meanwhile, I... Kurt uh,
0: offered him on the it, drive home. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> the best you know, home-life in college football.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. I don't think there's necessarily... I guess my, my take on this, on this discussion, Jerry, is, you know, you get the whole idea that he's going to continue to not drop down. Right. And, and to continue staying this course... Is it's it's to be, to be determined.
0: Yeah. And, 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 and now he's it done it logical. twice,
1: though. Right. And so it can be do it once and you're lucky. Do it a couple times right. and all of a sudden it's a it's a thing. Right? right. And so you're saying that, yeah, I mean, it's on the right trajectory, but it ain't there yet. He's got to do it uh, for a little while longer for you to think that, hey, this is the way it's going to be.
0: Yeah. And I think, though, the, I, I think, the again, I, I like the uh, where they're headed with it. Um, I, I think the winning on the field is going to be so important for them this year. Uh, you know, I think when a coach comes in, sometimes they get that first hiccup, you know, uh, and because recruiting kind of went their way at the end, uh, they signed the top five class. So when you do that, that kind of gets you past the the on-the-field hiccup. Now you don't get another hiccup on the field, though. That's not the way this works. Um, So the strategy I like, but now they have to do their part on the field because I can guarantee you don't get two hiccups. These coaches don't have that big window anymore, and especially not when some others are ascending around you. It just doesn't work that way. So the wins have to come on the field, and I think they know that. I mean, we're not saying anything they don't know. I mean – if they thought they had all the pieces, they wouldn't have gone and got Puniuers and Naor and all those guys. So they know, they know they have to win now. They they could have taken other high school kids, right, and developed them, but that's not the way this game goes anymore.
1: All right, uh, just a, a, a programming note for everybody. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Saturday is Junior Day. Inside Texas will be there. Uh, there should be a ton of prospects, a
0: ton of news
1: coming yeah. off of that.
0: Well, let's address that real quick. So there will be over a hundred kids on campus, right? I, that doesn't mean we, – what we've been talking about, we shouldn't expect a lot of offers out of this. I think this is part of an evaluation process. I think this is – a lot of this is the new coaches on staff making good relationships, solid relationships with high school coaches. You know, you're bringing in four kids from one high school. Texas isn't offering all of those kids. But you know what? That can help those kids' recruitment get jump-started just by being invited and being at the junior day. So just for the fans, just take all that in and understand – what this is all about. It's part of the evaluation process. It's, part of, it's also part of doing good uh, as the University of Texas coaches for high school coaches in the state of Texas. Gotcha. And that's big.
1: So so from a programming note, though, we will have extensive coverage of that uh, tomorrow. Um, Jerry and I will probably be talking about it on here on Sunday. Uh, if not, with I'll, I'll be talking with Eric Naleen or or Justin Wells or Hudson Standish, who are going to be there. Um, so, We will definitely uh, keep you guys up to date. Uh, Thanks for listening to this uh, extended edition. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the discussion with uh, Jerry Hamilton, On3, national recruiting analyst, as well as Inside Texas, and myself, Bobby Burton. Uh, That's been this edition of On Texas Football. Thanks. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine,